Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey there, Cam here from Team Series. This week's show is coming to you from Chile. We've got Coach Troy Romero, fresh off his second place at Patagonia Man. Troy's going to talk us through his experience and what it's like to race an extreme triathlon. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing great. Um, sorry, I was a little bit busy, but um, I'm going to wait a little bit to get everybody on board and just to get a little bit, another few athletes on board to talk a little bit of the experience that it was um, uh, Patagon Man. So... Um, I'm really excited to share with all of you uh, what happened, how was it, um, to be honest, how impressed I am of the results and how the hard work has paid off, but we will get into it a little bit in, let's give it a couple of minutes and thank you, Ron, thanks, thanks. I'm trying to do my best and stay in shape because it's been a week off and a lot of ice cream, a lot of pizza, um, a lot of nothing going on about training but that's good too body's feeling great um well everything's been good here chile it's amazing to be honest i like it a lot um i never expected to be um in this country for that long to be honest but i like it um it is nice i don't know how many of you you remember maca she's from here and i saw her on saturday i believe um we had lunch with her family and Lovely people, lovely place, and just just great. Great to be here. Let's wait a couple of minutes while I chocolate. Hello, MC. So before we get into Patagon, man, I will talk about. I would love to talk about a little bit of what was the weekend for one of my athletes, Ronald. He's right here online. I don't know what he's doing here. He should be sleeping actually, but well, um, he did race Bahrain, and well, I'm. Completely impressed. Um, really, really impressed. And I'm not saying this because it's my athlete. I'm saying because he did his first Ironman. His first, first 7.3. Uh, he did 4.28. He rode 2.09. And he ran 1.40. But this is not the impressive part. The impressive part is that he had a virus. He was sick while he was racing. Um, before the race, we thought it was like a little bit of anxious and nervousness and a little bit of everything before the race. But then we figured out three days before that it was more of a virus. And so in the night before his race, he has fever actually. And that morning he woke up and he didn't even realize what he was going to do. He, he had a little deep talk with himself and he decided that he was going to give it a shot and i think that's the best thing because he's been training amazingly like um not even one session missing like in and if whenever that happens it's a session that he missed but maybe um we talk about it um i think we we have talked about this a couple of times beck have talked about it siri have said enough times that communication with your coach is the key to be um well well guided uh into a great race into a great block into a great training week so um he always whenever he had an issue to 
to train, he will tell me, and then I will modify the, the sessions. So that that has led us into a really, really, really great um, uh, partnership. I will say it's not a just coaching athlete uh, way to work. We we have worked strong into this into this race. So he decided to race, and then he had a great swim. I mean, it was it wasn't his amazing swim that he's been doing, but he it was quite good it was 31 32 two minutes but he had he 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 had a, a stomach virus which had make it uh worse and worse and worse worse during the race going uh on the bike he felt great in control and had an amazing ride 209 i'm still i mean i wish i could ride that time sometime um he beat my time and i'm absolutely proud of that because i mean we put every single thing every single day uh into having an amazing day into race day so i mean there's a work done there's the results um then after that he jumped on the run and when we, he started running he felt great till the cave seven but after that he started like having a little bit of more issues he puked on the run like at least i think it was three to five times and uh, he still with that he ran 140 so i'm really proud and the most important thing to re remark here is that it was his first 7.3 um so ronnie's been doing this only three years um i've been coaching him almost two years already and i'm i'm really proud of him so really happy i saw um some athletes from marie lisa i believe she was racing in indian wells a lovely race incredibly place to be there so i hope you Julissa had a, a great time, a great race, and a great experience, especially. And well, let's jump into the issue uh, why we are all here, and let's talk about um, um, let's talk about Patagon man, and let's talk about uh, why how I decided to race, uh, why I was here, and how was all this whole experience. It's a completely different experience. Uh, an amazing experience, uh, complicated one to be honest. Um, it takes a lot of logistics. Is if you take if you think uh, racing an Ironman, it is hard about logistics and just the bags and thinking about your nutrition and everything. Now you think it that you need to do that like maybe at least five times more because you gotta think about all the different situations that it can go wrong or right into the race. And you have no support like nobody will be with you my, only your support crew who has who need to have everything with him with them and so since let's start from the hardest part like being in america or in states in the states just traveling to chile will be like kind of uh i mean if you just go to the city it is fine because you just fly straight to santiago and that's fine there's no problem at all like a couple of hours of flights or whoever flights to europe it'll be it's nothing a huge difference into that but uh, let's talk about then you have to travel uh to the south 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 of chile which is actually pretty close already to argentina and it is just like um you have to um, have another extra flight um see if, if you had a eight hour to 12 hour uh flight then it would be like a six hours to get to your point where you will stay in but that's not the the last part to be worried about it then you have to plan about it because the race will start in puerto chacabuco which is one hour from where it is all the area of of the race okay which is koyake 
and then after that like the race the race morning you have to be in the ferry to jump off uh they will drive you one hour but you have to be there on board um got all your transition set before 4 a.m which means i think you might be getting into transition at least at three so that means maybe non-sleep. Um, before the race, I had issues with my ETAP, with my SRAM ETAP. Um, I had to fix it on the night, you know, the night before I didn't sleep. I took a nap, I will say. I took a nap of uh, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, not that. And I mean, I was worried, of course. I was just like wondering what I was going to happen, what I was going to do about the race and everything. But especially I was just like on the inside part of me was telling me like, just stay calm because we cannot change anything. Fix this and get it done and let's get go to transition and get on the ferry. And if you want, you can take a nap over there maybe for another 40 minutes and whatever. Like it was a lot of logistics. So you get to the, um, well, you finally travel here. Then you decide where to stay. You might need to find a place where to stay the night before where it is the, the race start. Um, then after that, you need to find another place again in where you were before the night before. So, which is Koyaike. Um, I mean, guys, if you have any question, if I can help you with the logistics, um, what was my experience, and you need some guidance about you planning to race next year this race, please contact me, um, and I'll be really happy to share with you like my knowledge in my experience and what I will change or what I will tell you, what I will recommend you, because it is it, it will be complicated to catch everything up right now, right here. Um, I mean, you can take notes too, <laughs> but like in the school, but no, just contact me and I'll be happy. And then, I mean, talking about a little bit more of, of what is the race. Um, it is an Ironman distance race, um, an extreme triathlon, which means, um, the water temperature was in between six to nine Celsius. Um, it was absolutely, of course, wetsuit legal, uh, but they did decide as it was a, an extreme triathlon that they were not gonna shorten the swim distance. So, well, I mean, it was, it was like a, a little bit of, of a shock of swimming in that water. You have to jump off the, the, the boat, which is like, three to six yeah three to six um meters high and then the shock of the water it is uh it is something that i will never forget because it is like when you get into a ice bath would you imagine staying in the ice bath for 3.8k that will be exactly the same feeling and but once you start moving the body start flushing out the the the, the adrenaline um, it's just like, I, I, I'm really impressed of how the body will react into whatever you lead into mentally, especially. So, um, you jump off the boat, you tread a little bit of, you do trading water for like, um, maybe not longer than five minutes. Um, I was with Tim Don right there and we were talking and talking and talking and I was pretty nervous to be honest, but what got me a little bit more calm it was that he was just stretching my arm and looking at me and he was like just be safe man be safe and i was just like okay well i i mean everybody here is panicking at least not just me and it's gonna be fun let's see let's see it is a completely adventure at all 
So I decided to swim without uh, gloves uh, on, on my hands because I did the test on the swim and it was just like the, water, the gloves were like just dragging too much water. So I didn't like it. Um, as a preparation for the water, I didn't, I mean, that's my bad and don't do this. I, I won't recommend you, but I didn't check anything. Uh, I, I, I wish I could have a lake where I could swim or like a cold water where I could spend like at least 20 to 40 minutes swimming to have the experience of it, but I didn't have it. So um, it was a little bit of a shock. But after that, um, once you start moving, you are absolutely fine. Like there won't be a problem. Um, you will need to really, really, really be focusing on keep moving, keep pushing the legs, keep moving the arms. Your body will tell you or your mind will tell you to get the head out of, of the water because that will help to be a little bit more warm, if I can say that. It's depending on what we consider warm in that temperature. But well, if you can keep the water, the head out and then that will help you to be a little bit more warm, but that's not gonna help. Um, as Siri told me as, a, as an advice, once you get into the water, keep the head down in the, under the water as long as you can. Um, and then it doesn't matter if it, if it hurts, at some point you won't feel anything. So it will be gone on. So that's what happened to me uh, after maybe, um, I don't know, maybe a K. I, I wasn't feeling my arms. <laughs> I wasn't feeling my, 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 my hands. But this is why we, we, guide, we train you guys to, to keep going sometimes even when you don't feel like. So this is um, physical side which will affect some point really mentally or it can go vice versa. So uh, I think it is, it is something that we can control absolutely even when you think it is cold and you're going to freeze. It's not that bad. So you get out of the water and in the transition there's people with you who's your support crew for me my support crew it wasn't with me um i got a support crew from the from the from the team from patagon man um these guys they had no idea of what was a triathlon no idea what they were doing but they were just amazing uh i'm incredibly grateful for 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 them i mean there's no coincidence right so we i was really happy with that then after that, um, I had a little bit of an issue on the on the on the T1 because I didn't feel my hands at all, at all, at all. So they had to dress me up practically. Um, they had to like I, I was trying to get my zipper on my in my tri suit on, and I I wasn't stopping shaking, and it was just a mess, absolutely mess. Um, even the organization got close to me because I got out of the water second, just right behind him, and the organization got 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 close to me and they were like hey Troy are you okay do you need something and I mean I wasn't okay of course but I I the other option of getting something external will be a DQ um, so I wasn't willing to that so uh, I don't know if there was a trap or what was it but well I didn't took any any support um, I just start pedaling to be honest um, on the bike i felt great i knew this is the kind of the races where you really need i mean for knowing where you're going don't interpret this as saying over analyze the data go check the course every single day write it on swift on download it on your smart training and train it every single day don't do that like um i mean 
the way we train you guys is not to be uh, obsessed with just one thing. So we know we have a hard race, maybe a flat race, but a hard race. But we know how to work uh, training for you to lead you into a speed guy, into a speed session, into those those sets. So uh, Siri and I, I know we work really hard on what we were doing before this race, and the plan it was just perfect. Um, so I mean, I knew. I knew the course. I kind of have the idea because I trained Edgar for this race last year. Um, I kind of had on the back of my mind the same things that I say to Edgar, like, let's be safe to this K. Uh, don't press, don't go too hard on this first section. Don't go too easy on this. Take the advantage of the downhills. And so perhaps what I'm trying to say is like, know the course. Um, by knowing the course, don't overanalyze. And by knowing the course, what I mean also, it is just like sticking to your strategy, into your race strategy. That's gonna lead you into an amazing race, no matter how it is. But especially into these races we are, where you really need to be aware of what is coming. So not going flat out from start to finish. I mean, first of all, it's an Ironman distance. And second, it is a race where it's not only gonna survive or gonna be the strongest guy who's gonna win, I mean, it's gonna be whoever is a little bit smarter. Um, so I'm not saying the other guys were dumb, but I'm saying some some of them might push too hard at some points. So uh, I started just trying to get into a cruisy mode, but strong cruisy aerobic pace. I will say, nothing that I wouldn't ride on a weekend. There in Colorado, in Estes, going up to Estes or Big D Loop or to pick to pick. It's practically a race like that. Uh, the guys who, uh, Mari Carmen, MC, uh, I mean, uh, Maddie, or just whoever is here, if it's back around. And, I mean, you guys, I will tell you, like, the race will be if we start from serious place, going up to the mountains, one loop, and back home, but 180K. So the last part, from the 120 to the 170, it was just all up, 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 and up, and they never stopped. Um, so I got catched by the, I did lead the race till the K120, just behind him. Tim was just like 20 to 30 minutes ahead of me. Um, I knew the race was with me, of course, and I wanted to stick into that place, into the second place. Just, I didn't really believe what I was doing or where I was uh, placing, because it was just amazing. Um, there was a point where this third guy catch me. Um, he was just hammering. He was pushing really, really hard. Uh, I mean, I saw the numbers when I, he passed me and my numbers were quite good. My effort was good. I could have stick with him, but I knew it was risky for the rest of the race. So I stick to my plan. I stick to what I said in every single second of saying like, not go harder than this, don't go harder than that. So. That's what I did, and especially the last part. And I think this is something really important to to make a note of it or write it down. It is that always have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Because um, I told I told my my race support car will be with me practically all the race. And then in the K120, approximately, uh, until the 130, I was having a really rough, I, I, I mean, it was actually from the 90 till the 125, 
where I was having a really rough time because I got low sugar and it was just like one of those moments in the Ironman where you feel like nothing's gonna happen from there like you really need to stop and just go home maybe or whatever um, bad thing in it was crossing my mind and then I mean I was in I wasn't feeling that right so I needed to take something else and I had sneakers I had chips I had gels I had uh uh, almond butter, um, tons of, thing, of things in the support car, but the car wasn't there. So the problem was that um, you have no support out there, out there. So what I mean, I if I would have thought about it, I would have take uh, another extra chocolate with me, another, uh, I don't know, whatever I, I will think in the moment well, I will need it. Maybe gummies, whatever. But I didn't, so... I had a really, really rough time that time, that part, and my sugar was just going down, 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 free downhill, and till they got uh, close to me and they changed my my nutrition. They gave me some Red Bull, and they gave me some some sneakers and a gel, and that saved me practically and got me back into the right track and just start hammering again. Um, but well, what I'm I'm trying to say is just to plan those bad things i know we we won't focus on what we don't want to but think about what could go wrong also because that will get you a little bit of a plan b or a safety plan um so um i was third in that place i may i mean i was fourth in that point and i got a after this guy passed me the chilean guy um there was another guy who catch me just like maybe like 500 meters after the first guy catch me. So I was just like, okay, this is something that I'm, uh, I'm, it's not in my control. I might be doing something wrong, uh, but I wasn't really panicking at all. And then after that, where I was start to panicking, I got a flat tire and completely honest, I started laughing because <laughs> I was just like, okay, I was second for a minute. Uh, for like 180, 120K, and then after this, this guy catch me, I had a, a sugar rush, which is, well, uh, like a low energy rush, and a little bit of a crisis, and then after that, um, I got a flat tire, so I was just like, mm, I don't know how is this gonna end. It started really good, um, but I mean, there's something that you you just need to kind of, flow with it like if i will just get frustrated and just be pissed and kick my my bike and be mad on it and i will lose time but rather than losing time i think i will be losing a lot of energy uh which i will need it for the rest of the race and so i think uh, mc reminded me something really important that um about the confidence i think I never executed a race like this before because when I when I got passed by the second guy, uh, the Chilean guy, when I saw him and I kind of read it, his body language and how he was struggling also. Of course, when he passed me, I was just like poker face and smiling and saying, cheers, guy. Uh, yeah, keep it up, man. And let's go. Let's go harder. And but what I did, it was like in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't his day, and I knew I don't want to sound cocky, but um, I knew I would win. 
uh, I have that confidence in me. I had that uh, on the back of my mind. And to be honest, I, I wanted to just execute it and be confident of that I was executing exactly what I needed to. So practically was that the thinking of it all the rest of the race till I got him actually on the run, but I don't want to go that far yet. Um, so I got this flat tire, but in the same way, if I knew I, I would just need to fix it and keep it going. I wasn't worried of who was catching me or how far it was the other guy at the front or what I should do. Like, I, I wasn't really thinking that much. Uh, I was just like, honestly, like one million percent, I was laughing. There are pictures where I'm laughing with my, with my tire on, on my hands where I was just like, okay, cool. Let's keep it up. And I keep going, and then I start catching these other two guys, uh, one of those two guys uh, on the downhill. And then after that, got to transition to just quickly and got out. And when I started running, the guys were telling me that this guy was two minutes ahead. Then the next checkpoint, they told me it was uh, five minutes ahead. And the next checkpoint, they told me it was eight minutes ahead. And the next point, they told me 10. So I was just like, this guy is flying. He's running really fast. So to be honest, I was just trying to be uh, confident on my strategy and at the same time to be a little bit of aware of where he was, but especially aware of where I was getting myself into it. What I mean with this is like not going too hard, not going too easy, just keep a steady effort, going strong supporting my effort, eating, drinking, eating, drinking. As this is, as I mentioned before, of course, it is a stream triathlon. I had to carry everything with me. There were, some, there were only two aid stations um, in the 42Ks. And, well, at the end, it was 44K, but, well, that's another point. Um, so I had to just carry everything with me for the 44K, 43, whatever it was. And I was just keeping up my 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 energy with good support uh, I mean supporting by good fueling um, eating drinking at the right timing and everything but just trusting and knowing what I was doing and just trusting 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 and pushing 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 not too hard um, there were hills where I even walk because it was just it wasn't worth it to 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 run them like it was it was an endless uphill and if you agree with this, then added that it was a sun uh, uphill. So I actually start cramping at some point. And luckily I, I start walking backwards. And then I, when I look backwards, there was this amazing views of the Patagonia and it was just like heaven practically. So I was grateful to be where I was uh, and I had a, a, the opportunity to be where, where I were uh, at, that, at that moment. And at the same time, I was rushing because I, I really was craving that second place. Um, so I keep going and afterwards, uh, after around 10 to 13, 15K, I catch this second guy and he was smashed. Like he was walking. and But at the same time, when I pass him, he stick with me and he just got into my pace and he was behind me and I was just like, okay, let's see who gets faster and longer for the rest of the race. So he was there and I was kind of working with him, but at the same time I knew I was in control. And that was this gets us into the same point where I was feeling absolutely confident. So um, I think we, we stayed till the 30, to the K, till the K 30. 
And in the K30, what I did, it was um, actually he was there and he, he asked me like, should we go? Like kind of, I was waiting for you, man. Let's go. Let's keep it up. So I think that was um, like kind of a deal with, with my other competitor of saying, we are here together. We are working together. Let's keep working together till the finish line. And let's win. Let's let win whoever is the best one. So we did that till the K42, 43. And then on the last K, uh, it was just uh, a decision. Those decisions that they, that you just have to make um, on the moment. Um, uh, he was uh, after the 30K. This is uh, something important for the race, actually. Is uh, you run all the first 30K by yourself with your support. Uh, I mean supporting yourself by your own you have two eight stations one on the 10k and one on the 20k and then after that on the 30k you can see your support crew but after, rather than that you can also run with a pacer so he ran with his pacer and the pain in the butt with the pacer here is that the pacer was like kind of kicking kicking me out like not letting me run with them um and he didn't knew what we were doing before so it was i mean i understand because we are racing so i mean but at that moment you don't think that clear and it just start just like like being grumpy and i don't know reactions are different all the time so um the pacer changed the pace around the, the k 41 40 maybe there but you didn't see the finish line like it was just like an endless 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 um uh road all straight and you didn't see anywhere it might be the finish line so um they changed the pace just exactly in the moment where i was just like slowing down to take the last gel i i always carry this is what i mean by having a b c d e f g and all the alternatives for your race plan but i took a um, uh the cold brew um goo gel which is like my plan b always for the last part of the race i always have it with me and i took it when i slow it down and then these uh these guys took a chance to change the pace but it, they didn't go that long <laughs> uh we were all smashed and they just changed the pace maybe from 440 to 435 and which is makes me laugh laugh because i mean nobody runs uh that marathon anywhere rather than here i think um so paces were not a, an option to keep looking at it and then he did the change of the rhythm and i follow him for a little bit i, I mean i'd let him go but i catch him just like 200 meters ahead and after that it was just a turn and then and after the turn it was just like straight to the finish line and when I did the turn, I look uh, over my shoulder and there was nobody close to me. They were like kind of sprinting to get me again, to catch me again. And then I decided, I mean, it was okay because I survived, I got the second place and I'm absolutely stoked with that and so, so happy and grateful for the experience. But it was a mile long where I will have to be sprinting for the last part of the marathon. Um, I mean, it was worth it. The risk was great. And I'm really, really happy with the experience at all. And I think 
I will embrace everybody to raise these kind of races uh, to get a little bit out of what it is always about half Ironman, Ironman distance, um, just for the experience. When I said to Siri, um, I wanted to do this race, she was like, absolutely, yes, of course. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a great race for you. We had a feeling about this was like kind of my 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 place to race and and i came here to enjoy and to have a great race of course but um i mean my athletes might feel a little bit more uh attached of um i mean to what i'm gonna say but i mean this is our philosophy about the club and everybody and it is it is about enjoying it is about living it is about results of course it is about um crossing the line as fast as we can, but having in mind of knowing that you are your biggest competitor, that's something that you really need to live with. Because if you beat somebody else, you will beat him and they will be like, okay, you are great, blah, 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 blah. But inside of you, if you know that you didn't give every single cell of your body, giving all out for the whole race, that's not a victory. Um, it won't be a victory for you. You might get a first place. You might be a, a world champ or whatever you can call it, but that won't be a victory for you. And every single day, uh, you, I mean, on a certain way, I don't want to sound ram dramatic, but you will regret it. Um, so I don't know if anybody have any question on specific things. I think MC is pretty active. Um, but just let me know what, what I can help with and I'll be really happy. And on another things, uh, I want to say that this race was something special for me, um, something special for the people who have been supporting me uh, along the year and along my season. And especially with what we had uh, on the on the bad news side um, about Siri, I had a, I had it, I had the message before the race, uh, day before the race, and I was, to be honest, I was fighting out there for for the right reasons, fighting out there for, for for standing up for her. Um, I mean, this is something that I always do on races, um, on hard days. I will, I, I do try to channel with those people that. The, those persons that we might need to to send some strength uh, to them and to just uh, support them. So, I mean, it, uh, it's not a selfish way of saying, yes, I got this place or whatever happened. Uh, I think this was because um, we were all together in this case. And I mean, it's, it is always like this. So uh, I really hope, I mean, everybody's having a great, end of the season all you guys are ready to start the off season take easy the off season and trust me it's gonna be a great season next year because sometimes we just hesitate the process and we want to be all year long killing ourselves and hammering and hammering and hammering and it is not like that the body at some point will say like it is enough give me a break so and i mean it is great when the body says that but trust me, it is not great when the mind says that. So it is harder mentally sometimes to take the breaks and just the, um, take the breaks because you have to uh, and your body is like asking for it so bad. 
but it's better when you decide like, okay, I know it is this the time to take the break. So let's take it easy. Um, listen to your coaches, whoever are your coaches. And I mean, we have plenty of good plans for uh, off seasons. So if you want, just, just ask and we will be happy to help. Um, I think this is the time of the year where you have to sit everything down, plan your seasons, talk to your coach, design. Uh, well, the way that we work or I work, it is that you ask me what are going to be your your season like or you send me the pictures, I mean, the options that you want to raise. And from there, I, I decide what will be the best. And from there, I decide what will be like a block one, two, and three swim bike or run block and or a mixed block or just like a specific sessions uh let's i think it is the time to focus on the details um i mean i think it was important to talk a little bit of of the race because it is about also this um Syria and i we took the time to design specifically what we wanted to think about what we were gonna do till december which is like pretty far on the season uh, but at the same time this lead us into being healthy and being able to enjoy the race so i think this helps uh, a lot for for both of us for growing for learning and just preparing what is coming and knowing that we can make things happen and i think um, also will help you guys to to have a great season next year so I really hope this helps and you have an amazing time, an amazing uh, month and happy holidays. Uh, so if I can help with anything, any anything that you that you have a questions about nutrition, about um, your race block or like how to design your off season, what will be the base or whatever you need or in the specific in this triathlon, extreme triathlon races, I will be really happy to to help you guys. Uh, I'm gonna be racing Norseman, which is in August, uh, which is the world championship for this race. Um, so I'm pretty stoked to start jumping into uh, these little adventures a little bit more. And I'm pretty stoked that we can also share all this here together. So have an amazing time. Cheers and I'll be around. Thank you for joining. Have it, Cam here again. Thanks so much, Troy. Now, don't forget, if you want to join these chats live and get access to all the other benefits of being a member of Team Serious Tri Club, you can join the club at teamserioustriclub.com.